Hello, my name is Hugo Prévost, and this is SVGA with another DLC. This is part two of our discussion about Hearts of Iron 4, the grand strategy game from Paradox Interactive. With me, as always, uh, Robert Hills. Hello, Robert. Hello, Hugo. How's it hanging? Uh, it's going well, I'd say. Uh, like we, we, we talked about just before the recording, I uh, just finished installing AC in my house, so that's that's good. That, that uh, makes a huge difference. Uh, we, we did have a, a, a unit that we put in the window, but it really wasn't enough to cool the place down. So now this is going to be a, a much better. Uh, so, yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, last time we talked about what was Hearts of Earth 4, our main frustrations with it, <laughs> uh, including the AI, including the uh, the the sheer, I'd say the sheer weight of all the systems that you have to master and understand and exploit in some cases to gain an advantage over your enemies. Um, now I want I want to ask you about, I want to ask your opinion about mods. Did you try some? Because it's, it's as it is, uh, I don't want to say tradition with Paradox games, but It seems like a bit of a tradition. Uh, there's a huge place offered to modders and uh, community players and so on to do some additional content. Uh, did you try some for uh, Hoi4? Yeah, I, I, I've done a couple. I mean, some were just sort of smaller mods that were like, here, let's add some focus tree stuff to like a France, for example, because that's a country I play a lot just because land army, very easy to manage. Mm -hmm. Um But uh, another one I played was uh, I did a uh, there's a World War One mods that you yeah. start in like 1912 and then go all the way up to the Second World War. And uh, that was like a, that one took me like a week of several hours a day to like really get through because <laughs> I mean, trench warfare really does just bog you right down. But it was a lot of fun, actually. It was it was really interesting to, uh, to you know, take it up there. Yeah, there's a. Bunch of mods. Uh, most are well less known, but there's some great. I don't want to say great names, but there's <laughs> bigger names in the modding scene for uh, especially uh, Kaiser Reich, which takes place in an alternate reality where Germany wins World War One, and then you start in as usual 1936. But everything has been changed. Uh, there's a lot more. Uh, social commentary there's a lot more lore uh, because of obviously you it's the same earth it's the same planet of course but <laughs> it's a completely different world political world geopolitical world where uh, for example i don't know there's a, a bunch of german colonies in africa and asia because they took up all the possessions colonial possession from Great Britain, for example, and France. Right. And so you have to manage this. And it, it always starts with everything's break, everything breaks down. And you have to manage revolts. You have to manage uh, civil wars. You have, and, of course, there's always a civil war in Spain because yeah. you cannot have a horror for a game without a civil war in Spain. But, yeah, so there's a bunch, like you said, a bunch of mods. Uh, I, I think I did play the, the, the World War One mod. Uh, it was fun, but I think it, what I wanted to ask you about specifically was – Uh, because you, you can go from, I, I think I saw mods from the medieval times to oh. 
uh, there's a Fallout mod. If you like the Fallout series, Fallout game series, <laughs> and it seems that it's quite excellent. Uh, I saw a few Let's Plays that it's really interesting. If you know the lore from the games or the, the role-playing games, of course, uh, there's a really, really great uh, exploration from the, this type of period, the post-apocalyptic period, of course. But what I feel is when they try to, for example, do a Cold War mod, when you cannot just have wars all the time, like in World War right. II, you, can, you have to manage with the UN, you have to manage in political influence, and you get to a point where the game cannot hold up. Uh, yeah, oh, because, I mean, so one of the mistakes I made in that really long World War One game, and, and I think this kind of gets to your point, is at some point you have to decide whether you sign the Treaty of Versailles or mm-hmm. if you just decide to, like, I said, no, screw that. I'm I'm now winning against Germany. I'm just going to run them right over. I've invented tanks. And um, and so I did. And then the game just, it, it stalled. And yeah. it, it just didn't work. And all of the sort of triggers that would have brought it to the Second World War, just, it, it didn't work. Because now there was this, it, it didn't have this sort of, you know, really cataclysmic sort of finish to it that, that you know, set up the rest of the, the century or whatever. So it, in that way, like, it, these things can, can break down if they don't have certain mechanisms that sort of keep, you know, it's not a, it's not a peace game. It's a war game, right? Yeah. And it, it doesn't have, like, Europa Universalis, tends to have a lot more of that political stuff sorted out in its main mechanics where this is like, no, this is a war game. You're supposed to be fighting in one way or another, basically from the start. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember, uh, I think it wasn't the same mod, uh, the same World War One mod, but I went from, I was playing as France and preparing for the German invasion, so building barbed wire trenches and so on. And then I don't know what happened. I think it bugged out, but I I, I was suddenly in the war period, but nothing was happening. And I was at minus one one million political power because in the game, you, uh, I don't know if we talked about this before, but you use this political power to... Uh, do certain actions and uh, and so there's a certain cost to doing you know how, how it works but so yeah I was stuck in a peace with Germany but also in wartime and it was so it it, it it was broken basically right yeah and and that's that's the thing is sometimes that these things just aren't you know developed and supported in an ongoing way to to kind of you know, fully function, especially with all the new features that get added. Yeah. Sometimes some new mechanic will just break a mod that, you know, wasn't designed for whatever uh, DLC happened to have been most recently released. And if you want to put this experience to the, leave it to the fullest in quotes here, there's also a modern day mod when you can play. I think I remember seeing a YouTuber playing a, a nice sys faction <laughs> and i says let's play it was it was deleted a few years but yeah so basically it was starting to fight into the well the middle east of course and then 
took over the region and then took over Russia and then he fought NATO and huh. and was like, okay, that's that's cool, but the, this mud is still broken. You, the uh, the AI cannot build efficient division, efficient armies because there's so much, so many things to think about. You, it's not. You don't uh, only need, for example, soldiers and infantry equipment right. and support equipment. Now you need uh, different types of vehicles to transport your troops. You need about uh, you need three types of planes. You need six types of equipment, and it's so complicated that uh, the AI cannot cannot follow. And right. I, I, what I'm f- feeling about these, I mean, there's a bunch of fantastic mods like i said kazarak it's pretty it's really good i think there's a the bunch more that are building upon kazarak to do more stuff even but i, I feel like you, you get to a point where the the, the the mothers don't have the resources to develop an entire independent game so they use the mechanics from Hoi 4 and then right it, it doesn't really work because you cannot have you cannot really have an economy with money in this game. You cannot really have political conferences and influence games and so on and so on. And so they try to put it, to implement it. And usually you get a, an alpha version or beta version of a mod, a zero point something yeah. version, and it never gets updated because it cannot go forward like this. Right. And and it's, it's the kind of thing that... Um, it would work well if you could play something like that easily with other people, but it's yeah. hard to sit down like even the two of us to, you know, okay, let's play this really complex new mod, learn it together, yeah. get through a whole game and see what happens. Like, it's just, it's, it's a, it's like, it's like trying to sit down for a game of risk or whatever. Like you have to, <laughs> it takes a lot of time commitment and that's, you know, even in the the era of like sitting at home and recording podcasts from, you know, different cities, it's still difficult to set aside that much time as yeah. like a, a semi-functioning adult and, and <laughs> you know, make it work. Yeah. And I think we never, the, the, I think we played twice in multiplayer, something like yeah. that. And each time it was like maybe two or three hours stops and we never finished the game because a game of all four is what five hours at least yeah and that's you know, and and when you're doing it yourself you can time skip like yeah. the most efficient way when it's two people you have to like negotiate like okay well let's let's do three times speed like i don't know i need two times for this part yeah yeah and then it, need- that that stretches things even more and more and yeah i remember playing another game with uh I think maybe it was with you and someone else, but I was playing the US and basically the US for, if you play vanilla, which is without any mods, the US is well sitting on its, uh, on, on its ass for, uh, sorry for the, uh, the, the, the expression, but yeah, it's, it's basically building up for two, three, four years. And then bam, usually it's Japan declares war or you join the allies and then you defend France against Germany. But for a few years, you don't do anything except building factories and hoping that someone else triggers a condition that you need to unlock specific stuff. And so uh, for two hours, maybe two hours and a half, I was just 
I think I was reading on my phone <laughs> and just waiting for stuff to happen. Oh, I'm going to build a factory there. And, and so it, was, it wasn't a fun experience. And I think if you really want, I mean, it is built for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. If you really want to enjoy the experience, however, I think you need, uh, first, you need a few people if you want to, <laughs> to try it, more yeah. than maybe two or three other people at least. And um, you need some time and you need, this is in a, 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 we're both journalists. We both know that time is a construct. So (laughs) free time doesn't really exist. You're always planning a a new thing or a new lead or a new piece. And so, and you end up having some free time on a Wednesday afternoon, which is not, which is not ideal. So I think it's, even if Paradox says that, oh, you, there's a lot of uh, focus on the multiplayer aspect of a game, I think it's basically a single-player game. And I think it's better enjoyed as a single-player game instead of trying, absor- trying, trying to really, really get that fun yeah. multiplayer game where everyone is enjoying themselves. And, and this is not even talking about, ba- about game balance, uh, and so on and so on. So I think maybe it's better to stay in the single player realm if you want right. for this type of games. I mean, if you have the time to commit, like it, I imagine it would be a lot of fun to to do in multiplayer properly. But to yeah. like, I've always been daunted like playing against strangers because like one, no, I'm way out of my depth, and like I, I'm going to get stomped in certain ways. But it's also like keeping up with all the mechanics to be able to play a quick game yeah. where, you know, probably like a, a Britain versus Germany or Germany versus Russia or Germany versus like one of those like core European countries I could see being something worthwhile, but at, at the same time, still very difficult to, you know, just sort of casually jump in. Um, and and yeah. like we were saying last time, it's just, it, it requires a lot to, understand the game enough to to do that especially now you know several years into its lifespan but well it's still it's the possibilities there if you want to try it if you're listening right now it's, oh that's that's my 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 jam that's my <laughs> uh, that's my kind of thing go ahead uh once again if you want to buy the game buy it on sale because otherwise it's going to cost you around a hundred dollars which is not I don't think it's worth it for a hundred bucks. Uh, so yeah, but if you only if you it usually goes on it, sale whenever they put out a DLC and at that, yeah. and that's like every three four months sort of thing. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe six months, maybe maybe it six, but still a bit. But yeah, it's been what four years now? Five, I think five years now. Twenty sixteen, uh, so yeah, five years. It's pretty. It's old. about a, a major DLC a year. So right. It, they're they're doing some updates, some free updates in the meantime, but yeah, usually one major DLC a year. So that means basic not not completely relearning the game every time. But for example, for the espionage uh, mechanics, it was so different. And now I, I've I've seen some uh, some screenshots. They're talking about the next version, <laughs> and uh, they changed the way, for example, that you can promote your generals to have some specific traits and uh, and bonuses. And so I was looking at this and was thinking, oh god, do I need to? <laughs> 
rethink, relearn everything once again. And I hope that, uh, and I'm afraid maybe sometimes they're stuck into a world where everyone they know loves the game and play the game every every week or every two or three days. And they're so good at the game that, oh, this minor thing should be improved by doing this completely huge right. change. Or I, and, I, I, I've done everything else in the game, like I need more. Yeah, exactly. So once again, it's a bit of a, of a love-hate relationship. Uh, <laughs> still enough stuff to talk about for two episodes, so about 45 minutes of content. That's that's uh, good. That's good. I, think I mean, hey, at this rate, we're going to be putting out a DLC every... Uh... <laughs> But yeah, still, so, uh, well, once again, Robert, thank you for being here with me on this uh, a little bit sweaty one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bit thick out there, but... Yeah, we're, we're getting to... Uh, how many days before Christmas, once again? I think it's uh, <laughs> about six months. Uh, yeah, less than we're, that, yeah. yeah we're, I think we're past the halfway point, so... Yeah, less close. than six months. Well, close, but, you know. So, uh, I encourage you to start shopping because it's going to get there quick. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, thank you for being here. And of course, to everyone listening right now, thank you for being here also. If you want to catch up on our previous DLC and our uh, previous episodes, because they, uh, there is 11 of them, I think. Or I think that, that that's that's pretty much 11. 11 complete episodes and uh, three... Uh, well, this is going to be the, the fourth one, uh, three other mm-hmm. DLC. So uh, everything is on pf.ca. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Balado Quebec. Thank you once again, and uh, talk to you next time. Until next time. <laughs>